Welcome to Trillo Talk. This is a podcast dedicated to topics that we think are important to the profession of medical writing. And our goal is to bring topical issues to the forefront and hopefully spark conversations in the wider domain about these issues. So hello, my name is Nidhi Johal, and I'm Director of Medical Writing for North America Trilogy Writing and Consulting. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's very close to my heart, burnout in medical writing. I'm very passionate about this topic. I've been in medical writing for over 11 years, and I've been in a highly stressful environment, worked very long hours, and I would be very surprised if any medical writer out there can tell me that they haven't experienced burnout at least one time in their life. And here with me today, I have Heidi. Heidi is a manager, um, one of our managers here at Trilogy, and she's been a medical writer for 19 years. Hello and welcome. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so glad that you could do this with me. Um, I think this is a great topic um, and uh, I would love to hear from you, um, you know, a little bit about your experience with burnout and, and why this topic is important to you. Thanks, Nidhi. Um, yes, you know, I went through burnout and at the time it happened, I really didn't recognize it as burnout and it wasn't until, um, you know, a year or two later that I looked back at everything that had happened that I just had the aha moment. Yes, Heidi, you were burned out. You had to stop what you were doing, reassess your priorities, adjust my personal and professional life. And um, since I've been through it, it sounds like you've been through it too, Nitty. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to um, help people become aware so they don't have to go through the pain and trouble that we have. Exactly. And I think it's great that you even said that you identified it yourself, right? I think this is um, really important to talk about and it's important to be aware, self-aware that, hey, this is happening to me. Um, and of course, you know, try and find ways to to help fix it uh, and prevent it from happening. So hopefully that's what we can talk about today and um, share a few tips with our listeners. Yeah. So we all know that medical writers are in great demand. Right. There's a lot of work out there for medical writers like, like us. Um, but let's talk about the life of a medical writer for a second. Um, we like to use the analogy of uh, firefighters. Um, what would you say, Heidi, that, um, you know, medical writers and firefighters have in common? Well, you know, for firefighters and medical writers, our work is very time sensitive. You don't predict when a fire is going to happen and you it can't very well predict when you're going to have to really um, you know, be knee deep in a submission and and working um, through that completion. And in both cases, people's lives are at stake and time is a best essence. So, you know, we're like firefighters because we have intense periods of work followed by periods of lesser activity. Exactly. Those peaks and drops, right? That's what we always talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to remember that it's okay, right? That's just the nature of the, the job. Um, and there's going to be peaks and there's going to be troughs. But I think it's important to remember that it can't just be peaks all the time. Yes. There has to be the troughs. And you have to be willing to take a break during the trough. You know, it's okay. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, there's... Um, definitely intense periods. And um, we can talk a little bit about those factors, right? I mean, what is it that um, causes those um, intense 
periods to happen. I mean, I think I'm sure we'll agree, um, you know, a bit of um, being a medic writer is like herding sheep, right? Uh, there's a lot of project management involved. Um, and, um, you know, we spend a lot of time, to, you know, talking and, and managing people. Um, and so, you know, team misalignment, I think, is something that can really um, add to some of the challenges. Um, constantly changing timelines, right? I mean, we all know that these are moving targets, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I would also say that depending on the project, the medical writer's role will vary significantly. Absolutely. Yeah. So that yeah. also causes some stress and anxiety. And yeah. the projects themselves change in complexity and mm -hmm. uh, timing and that sort of thing. Yep, yep, exactly. And, and you know, we've we've all experienced poor review practices, right? We spend a lot of time fixing that document. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, I mean, of course, there's going to be the in inevitable, the crisis will happen in some times. But I think we just have to do, uh, we have to remember that there's things that we can do um, to help derail, derailing this project, right? And keeping things on track. Um, so let's talk about some strategies. Right. I mean, what can we do as medical writers to make our life easier? What can we do to, to keep these documents moving on track um, to help alleviate our stress levels? So I, I would say at the beginning, start start at the beginning when you first meet your team. And you do need to take a few minutes to have team introductions. Who's at the table? what's your role, what's the responsibilities, and make sure everyone has the same expectations about what is going mm -hmm. to happen. So that and keeping the lines of communication open with everybody who's contributing to this project is key. So you don't have, so you aren't herding sheep, you know? Yeah, yeah that, I, mean, I, I agree. I think, I mean, your role as a medical writer, right? I mean, you're coming in, you're, these are the teams that you're going to be spending a significant amount of time with for the next, I don't know, a couple months. Um, so I agree. I think it's it's so important to step into that in the right way um, and really get to know each other, to understand who you are, uh, for them, the team to be able to trust you as a medical writer and for them to understand why you're here and what do you bring to this table. It's all about building trust in this relationship. Definitely. And then I think another key thing is really preparation and planning. And there's a lot of things that you can do um, right at the beginning to help yourself down the road and to avoid problems and reduce stress. Yeah. And, um, you know, for example, when you do get assigned a project, take the time to understand the project. You know, why is this project important? What's going on? Who's your audience? Do you have background material on this? Source documents? Who are your stakeholders? Do you need to know anything about uh, sensitivities around the team or the mm -hmm. project? And, uh, you know, just ask all those natural questions that come to you when you first um, get assigned a project, and that will help you be prepared. It's almost like writing is is uh, uh, secondary to just gathering all the information and understanding it. Then once you have all that, the writing goes quite smoothly. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's so important. Being prepared is so important. I think another key element of preparation is kickoff meetings. I think these meetings are way underrated. I mean, oh, yeah. the, this is the the initial meeting that you have 
right, with the client. Um, take this time to really gather all the information that you need. I mean, can you imagine writing a document, starting writing, and you realize you've started with the wrong template? Imagine all the rework that you would have to do as a medical writer, and something like that will add stress. So I think kickoff meetings, you know, are just such important meetings. So just make sure, once again, that you're starting this project off right. Yeah, and I always tell people, if nothing else out of your kickoff meeting, you've got to walk away with a timeline and a team list. Um, but yes, if you're in control of those kickoff meetings, there's a whole litany of things that you yeah. can, um, information, background information that you can gather. Exactly. And then, you know, of course, you have common resolution meetings, you have TFL review meetings, right? I mean, common resolution meetings, you know, it's essential. These are essential meetings to keep the document moving. Come to these meetings prepared, right? Um, yeah. Really understand which are the comments that need to be further clarified with the team um, so that we're not wasting time. Um, and same with TFL review meetings. I mean, you want to gather uh, the team alignment on the data and key messaging before you start writing the document. I mean, again, what's, what could be worse than, you know, writing pages and pages um, of data into a CSR and then just realizing much later that you you got the wrong end of the stick? that this is not the type of messaging that the client wanted. So I think it's, again, yeah. so important um, to keep the project on track to make sure that there is alignment from the start. I agree totally. In fact, I, I would also add that for comment resolution meetings, really the medical writer needs to run those meetings. And oh, I agree. Um, they can mm -hmm. be you know, hijacked by uh, fun uh, functional team members and take it down a path that doesn't help you with your documents. So it's it's key that we we run those meetings. Yeah, and I think, you know, that actually is a really good, um, you know, reminds me of something, uh, the art of holding effective meetings, right? I think yeah. as a medical writer to make sure that um, you're having, right, effective meetings is so key. I mean, we all have way too many meetings on our calendar, right? Meeting fatigue. Mm -hmm. um, but you wanna make sure that the meeting that you're having is the best use of your time and everyone else's time. And I can talk about this for at least an hour. I mean, I, I sense another podcast coming up about this. Oh, what do you for think sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but I mean, yeah, I think these are all tips, um, you know, hold, holding effective meetings. What can we do to make sure um, that, uh, you know, we're not wasting time? Um, same with good review practices. I think that's another piece um, that I, you know, as a medical writer would really add to my stress, right, is when you get that document, you open it, and you have what, maybe three business days to get to, you know, the draft ready, the next draft ready, and you realize that you now have, I don't know, 999 comments. Yeah, yep. Right? And, and to avoid that, it's our job to educate the team on how to review documents and, um, in the same breath, the medical writers also have to write in a lean manner. You know, um, yes. it all all those factors come together. And if if everyone, um, you know, does this according to best practices, you can really save yourself a lot of headaches. Exactly. Um, 100%. I mean, you said lean authoring. Um, we have a podcast on that, right? I think that's oh, podcast, yeah. podcast number one. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's, you know, something that as medical writers, we should definitely listen into. I mean, if you can um, create the same, generate the same CSR in less time, 
right? Because you're writing in a much more leaner way instead of just regurgitating information. Again, that's that's less stress as a medical writer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So we've spoken about a, a few things that we can do from a technical aspect. Um, but of course, I think what we should also talk about here is self-care, yeah. right? There's a lot that we can do um, to just stop and take a breather. Um, I'm guilty uh, for this, I will say. I'm not practicing what I'm preaching here. Um, taking frequent breaks, right? Um, I don't know about you, but my calendar is back to back. And I struggle with just stopping, um, taking out a break, maybe going to have lunch, right? Eating something nutritious, feeding my body. Um, I think that's important. We should all um, try really hard um, to take breaks. Um, I love sun. I love get, walk, getting out there, breathing fresh air. Um, I think, you know, just getting outside can do wonders to oh, really yeah. refresh your mind. Yeah. Um, another thing recently I've started doing is yoga. I don't know. What, what about how, what do you feel about yoga, Heidi? Oh, yoga is awesome. I love it. It's a, it's um, very calming and gives you a little exercise. It's a great way to uh, recenter yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, hopefully you've been joining in to some of our, our online yoga classes. I have. I have. Um, I'm not as advanced as some of other, the other folks, but hey, glad it's offered. <laughs> New Year's resolution for 2024. <laughs> um, what about sleeping and napping? I, I must say I, I cannot do naps. But hey, if, if you're a napper, napping can do wonders. The, the power nap. Yeah. But I, I think the important point is really to just listen to your body and get mm -hmm. the appropriate amount of sleep, whether you're exactly. a napper or not, in total for the day, get your get get yourself to bed at a, at a good time. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to get that sleep, the, the REM sleep in. Um, vacations. I think, um, again, something that I will very proudly say for the first time in a very long time, I actually took a vacation here during my time at Trilogy and I did not take my laptop and I was so proud of it. And it was hard to, to do to begin yeah. with, but oh boy, did it feel so good. And, yeah. and I think I think everyone needs to just stop. Do not take your laptop with you and just take that two week break. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a goal for me. I've I've taken one week vacations without the PC, but I want to do two weeks because you really need several days to unwind yep. and just get into that relaxed mode. And I think two weeks would be perfect. Yep. There we go. Another New Year's resolution for you for 2025. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, connecting with people and playing music. I think those are other two things that um, really do resonate with me. I'm a people's person. Um, we work from home, right? Some of us work on a hybrid schedule. Um, but I I miss that, you know, people interaction. So for me, um, you know, getting out and just doing a workout class just so I can meet people is just such a refresher. It just makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, I have to say, Nitty, sometimes when I'm like really uptight and I'm really focused and tense at work, I enjoy um, meeting with uh, 
my honeycomb because they actually put me in a good mood. And for folks out there who don't know, we have, uh, you know, teams of medical writers that work together and we call them honeycombs. And I find that nine out of 10 times meeting with my honeycomb will just kind of reset my attitude and just help me laugh. And I really appreciate that uh, from my honeycomb. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Um, Yeah, we have some great people. So definitely, um, I think it's just so, so nice to just have that human interaction. And, you know, um, every now and again, right, we'll try things. So we'll do the whole self-care and we'll take breaks. But, you know, I think it's also important to uh, remember that it's okay to ask for help, right? Yes. Sometimes you're just thinking. You're drowning. Yes. Um, and you need to speak up, right? And and I think there maybe is, um, you know, some hesitance out there, right, to just Put your hand up and say, hey, things are not going well. Um, but I think it's really important um, as, as uh, medical writers, right, to understand that, you know, things are going to just maybe spiral out of control and, and, and sometimes and that's OK. Um, but we need to be able to ask for help. We need to be able to reach out to peers for support. Oh, definitely. I think this was, you know, the turning point for me. I sensed that I could use help but i felt like i shouldn't have to ask for help because i've been a writer for x teen years i should be able to do this myself and and um i think that was kind of my demise and uh so yes no one cares if you need help people will help you no one's going to be like oh you're having trouble with what you know it, it, it it's when you're in need People will help if you ask. Yes, exactly. If you ask. Um, And, you know, and I think, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this because, you know, I think we're both in management roles. And I think we both will agree that we really play a big role in this, right, in creating this supportive environment, this safe environment where our um, line reports feel that they can come up and ask for help. And I think this is really important to think about for anyone that's a manager aspiring to be a manager is to create the safe space. Safe space, check in regularly with your direct reports, keep an eye on their workload. There's all sorts of things that that at the manager level you can do. And they're the conduit to, to senior management. They're the ones that need to alert if there's a broader systemic issue Mm -hmm. they're the ones that need to escalate it up to senior management yeah exactly that those lines of communication have to be open um and you know and i think as managers it's also important for us to understand um what is burnout right and and what to look out for um you know like for example right if you see someone's trying to take off a few extra sick days than they normally would Right. Uh, maybe their quality of work seems to be slipping. Um, maybe you're noticing, you know, that they're increasingly angry or frustrated during, you know, one to ones or or meetings. Um, you yeah. know, out of character behavior. I think it's important to stop uh, for a second and and really question. You know, is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. And as managers and um, 
you know, you're you're we're best suited to to see that, to see the change in behavior. And it's our job to to ask, like you said, are you OK? What's going on? How can mm-hmm. I help? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, a lot of times I think lack of engagement, right, is, a, is another thing that you may notice as a manager, you may feel it. You may mm-hmm. see um, the person withdrawing from colleagues, teams, company events. Um, these are all, I think, really important um, points to note. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you you have these one on ones. I mean, you know, these are these are this is what those check ins are for. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure mm-hmm. to get a pulse on how your line report is doing. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, another thing, um, you know, that you were saying as, you know, being a manager is to really look at, keep an eye on workload. I agree about workload. I mean, um, I think um, as as an organization, um, we really need to think about balancing, right, the incoming projects with the right resources, right, better resource management. I mean, I know here at Trilogy, we have um, a phenomenal resourcing team, which I'm very proud of, and I think they do a fabulous job. Right. At, at really keeping that balance. You know, it's like a game of Tetris, right, where we, um, you know, see what projects are coming in and what writers are the right fit. Right. Not just expertise and, and qualifications yes. and what projects they've done before, but also do they have capacity? Right. Are they able to fit this project in? And I think that is really important to think about because um, otherwise you run the risk of burning your people out. Oh, for sure. For sure, because, you know, no one wants to, no one likes to say no. And um, yeah, I agree totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think another thing that um, our resourcing team does really great is that, you know, we do look for downtime between projects, right? Those, those troughs, like we were saying, that happen, right, in medical writing, I think it's really important to take advantage of that downtime to just stop, maybe train a little, right? I mean, we all talk about, you know, how important training is here at Trilogy for us. Um, but I think it is important as medical writers, right, to just stop, you know, see what else is out there um, in medical writing wise, train um, on how to better improve yourself as a writer, um, you know, um, and just engage in other departmental activities, right, the non-billable stuff. Yeah, yep, yeah, I totally agree. And that also helps um, you know, engaging in some of those non-billable activities, it helps you uh, strengthen your relationships internally with people. And that goes a long way. Yeah, I, I agree. hundred percent. And, you know, I mean, you know, we're, we're saying that, oh, you know, managers, you know, we play this very important role in creating the safe environment. You know, we're like our team advocates, right? We're really you know, we need to be their champion and, and really make sure that things are going well. And if they're not, we're, we're communicating, we're communicating up. Um, but here's the other thing, right? Uh, we also need to remember that we cannot forget about ourselves, right? There's this there's this analogy, yeah. right? You must have heard it if you, you've, I mean, hey, you've been on a flight recently. Uh, you put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. For sure, for sure. And that I think that's hard to do for some people. But it is. It's the right thing to do, and it's the best thing to do. Yeah, I mean, how can you um, take care of someone else if you yourself are not in a good space physically, emotionally, mentally? Um, so I yeah. do think that we really need to stop and think for a second, are we in a good spot? Yes, and we need to be role models. Yeah. Role mo- models 100%. for the good behavior. 
So it sounds like I've got to take two weeks off because you did nitty. And you got to take, you got to start yoga. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, we've you know, now spoken about a ton of different things and techniques and what we, can, what we can do as medic writers, what we can do as managers. But I think it's important to understand that, you know, sometimes you may try and try and try, but maybe the stars don't align. And maybe that crisis is inevitable and it's going to happen. It's okay, right? Um, it's okay. It will. If that happens, stop, take a breather, right? Break it down. Um, let's really think about this, right? What is in your control? What is not? Um, where do we need help, right? We need to think about also our reality versus perception. Sometimes I think um, our brain can make a problem bigger than what it is. Sometimes we can bring in past um, experiences, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to remember that, you know, you maybe this isn't a problem. Maybe you're just kind of getting in over your head a little. Um, and you don't want to just assume. Maybe yes. you need to ask some questions. Yeah, I definitely agree with the assumptions part. It's very easy to make the wrong assumptions and create, uh, you know, this uh, chaos in your head that really doesn't exist, um, mm -hmm. but you think it does. Exactly. I mean, you know, I can give you an example. I mean, I remember, um, you know, writing, you know, documents and, and, you know, we've all had that one crazy document that's due yesterday, has some sort of crazy timeline. Um, and I remember, you know, just feeling the stress and anxiety, you know, and how am I going to execute this? I can't just let the ball drop. That's not me. How am I going going to get this document out? And you know what it was, Heidi? It was just asking a question. It was yeah. simply going to the team and saying, okay, so I need a few more days. Would it be yeah. possible to get another day or two? And the answer was yes. In that yeah. situation, the answer was yes. It may not always be, but the point right. is, is that I asked. I asked the question. Yeah. I think if you, especially if you can make a business case, you know, I need a few more days, X, Y, and Z has happened, you know, to ensure the quality, by giving me a few more days, the quality of the document will be better or, you know, et cetera. They're, they're much more willing and open to the idea and you never know until you ask. And they may exactly. not even be aware that they're putting you through the ringer, um, you know, and, unless you speak up. Yep. Exactly. And I, I think it's all about communicating. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, all right, sometimes maybe you don't have that flexibility and um, you are in, in, in crisis mode. Right. But I think it's also important to take a break at that time. Right. I mean, OK, it doesn't seem like the best time to just stop and take a break and walk or do whatever it is, listen to music, whatever makes you happy. But I think it is really helpful in that when you're in that crisis mode to just stop, whether it's for a minute whether it's for five, maybe it's an hour, um, to just go away and come back to it. Yeah, you break the cycle. You you yes. break this 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 simmering burn. And um, I think walking away from um, the intense situation, recentering yourself, coming back, and then taking what seems to be this ultimately over, you know, just challenging task. Just break it down. Begin to break it down into small, manageable steps, and you will accomplish this overwhelming 
project one task at a time. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree with that. Um, and, you know, I think talking with other people, um, I think that's such a great um, solution sometimes as well. Um, it just, you know, reaching out to someone, a trusted advisor, a colleague, a friend, like you said, a honeycomb, you know, someone yeah. in your honeycomb. Um, I just think that, you know, talking that problem sometimes out loud can really help, you know, to just find a solution, just get a more realistic perspective yeah. on what's really going on. You should never, ever allow yourself to just continually spin your wheels for, mm. you know, more than a and more than a few minutes. You know, if you've got an entire team out there that can help you, there's no sense of wasting your time spinning exactly. your wheels if someone can help you. Exactly. And, and you know, and I, I will say, I think we're very fortunate here um, at Trilogy that we have a very supportive environment, a very supportive culture. Um, and I think that really does play into the stress levels, the stress factors, right, that medical writers feel. Um, I think it's really important, um, you know, to remember um, how you know, the company culture plays such an important role in just your well-being. It does very much so. And honestly, it was one of the reasons why I, I um, came to Trilogy. Yep, same here. <laughs> well, you know, um, this has been just such a, a great topic um, to talk about. I think it's very timely considering that, you know, it's the end of the, the year, the holidays are just right around the top. Uh, you know, corner. Um, it's a really good time to just think, think about, you know, stress levels, um, take some time to reflect, to recharge, just pause for a second and refresh. And hopefully, you know, um, start the new year rejuvenated and uh, make a few New Year's resolutions. Um, and I think for our listeners out there, um, I encourage you to make a new New Year's resolution to prevent yourself from burning out. And um, Heidi, uh, any other last uh, things that you would like to say about this topic? Uh, just uh, thank you for um, uh, inviting me and wishing everyone a happy and healthy new year. So thank you for listening to Trilla Talk today. If you enjoyed it, please come back and listen to us again. If you have feedback on this or any of our sessions, we would love to hear it. In addition, if you have ideas for future topics that you'd like us to cover, particularly something you think the community should be talking about, let us know. We would like this to be an ongoing conversation with medical writers at large. And you can send us comments on our Twitter feed or on our LinkedIn page. Just a reminder, you can find all our episodes of the Trilla Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and trilogywriting.com backslash Trillotalk. Have a good rest of your day.